What? Everything I want to do is go, Bruce and Sharon, Bruce and Sharon. It is a big episode of the podcast right now. And and really, I want to jump off of where we were just talking about. Like, I'm so sick of Uber. I cannot stand it. It's an issue in New York City. I was just saying I took a cab in with my parents and... uh, yeah, the traffic was insane. And you always just blame Uber. Well, it's, they are the ones to be blamed in New York City. I've grown up here my whole life. I don't know how often the Lefko family has been coming here, but I would think you've even noticed that it's crazy traffic. And it's they've already done a study <laughs> do so many that it's, it's sixty to 80,000 cars a day on the island are just Uber. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, it drives me effing crazy. I couldn't live here anymore. All right, that. so before, before we do this, this is a big in a number of ways. One... My parents are on the podcast. It's a little crazy. Two, this is the last podcast we're doing in 888, which is the old office. Uh, It it is episode 118. What 18s do you have? There's only one 18. His name is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. And Archie Manning. Was he 18 also? Yeah, that's why Do you have a 18. Rutgers 18? I have no Rutgers 18. Do you guys have any 18s? Uh, Jeremy Macklin, Eagles. That's true. Oh, here we go. That the Eagles talk one. begins. All right, the ones I had, Dave Cowens, uh, Celtics Hall oh, of yeah, Famer. sure. Uh, Phil Jackson when he played for the Knicks. Right. Sasha Vujacic. Sage Rosenfels. Oh, what man, an 18. I should have known that one. Um, if we go NASCAR, Kyle Busch. And, uh, I actually like Kyle Busch. The one, oh, because he's ridiculous. He's, he's like, reckless. He is. And the only one I'll say is the guy that we need to prank call on the podcast eventually. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Johnny Johnny fucking Damon. Uh, Speaking of Boston accents, I want to get this out before we talk to my parents. Marky Mark, we thought he was going to be here, didn't show up. Apparently, he canceled all of his New York sports, probably because in Sims' words, he didn't want to get... Didn't want to answer those Brady questions. Yep. You said on the last podcast I listened to it that you had Marky Mark stories. I do, yes. Can you share what you would have shared with him? I know a few people in Marky Mark's clique, right, that he grew up with like in his Boston. Brothers? I know one of his brothers, okay. right? Uh, and then a few of his friends. So, uh, let's see. It was the 2006 Super Bowl, right? The Colts-Bears Super Bowl down in Miami. And when I got it rained a, and Peyton Manning won. Exactly right. And, and it Rex was, uh, Grossman played like shit. Right. Exactly right. The Bears had a chance to, to probably win the game. Uh, but regardless, it was a Friday night Super Bowl parties. We were invited to Mark Wahlberg's, you know, Super Bowl party that he was throwing. Sure. His brother, I'm blanking on the name right now. It's not the other famous one. It's I, I'm, I one of the Wahlbergs. I want to say like Eddie, but I, I, excuse me if I'm wrong. But regardless, yeah, we go there to a party. We got our own little section. It's really cool. Um I got to meet like David Ortiz and, of course, Mark Wahlberg. And we partied with the late, great, do you guys remember, Arturo Gatti? Arturo sure. Gatti was a sure. famous boxer sure. who ended up getting strangled in Brazil, right? And murdered. And really, I don't think it's ever been figured out to this point. Okay. Um, but we partied with him all night. The, st- the story, really, that I was going to tell is like my wife went off the handle that night, right? Off the handle. On you? Well, she was mad at me in months previous to that because that was when I was young and dumb and a lot of other things at that point. Okay. So she was probably holding a grudge. Did you have kids yet? We had just had Charlotte. Okay. Right? And so she went crazy. She got tequila in her that night, and she was on the bar, I mean, grinding on Arturo Gotti. What? Oh, yeah. She was getting after it. I think I have heard yeah, this, You too. have heard this? Yeah. Maybe. All over. I, I think Arturo Gotti, he felt so guilty after that when we got back home after the Super Bowl, he sent me like autographed gloves. 
And I, <laughs> I'm I sorry like, for your wife yeah. grinding on me. <laughs> exactly. What? I wanted to be like, uh, whatever. I, I didn't even think anything of it. I had tequilas in me as well. But yeah, yeah Danielle was going That's crazy. That's part of the reason why you married her. Right. That's where I met Big Poppy that night. It was a good night. That's, that that was sounds like a good night. Yeah. Man, mom, have you ever danced at a bar because of booze? <laughs> no. No. My mom has one Can you glass introduce of your parents? Yeah, please. Now I'm ready. Uh, now God, I'm ready. Five I, minutes I, into I, the podcast. I wanted to get all of that done. Let's move on to Twitter questions. Just kidding. Bruce and Sharon. Uh, hey, uh, my mom texted me that she's still recovering from my confessions last week, where I confessed to oh, cheating in high school did, yeah. and all that stuff. You okay, mom? Sims wasn't here for that. That was after he left. Oh, yeah. I, he confessed I mean, I, to all these lies that he told his parents in high school that they fell for, apparently, and then oh, he yeah. just gave it up on the podcast. What do you think, yeah. mom? Actually, I always thought you cheated. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yes, but my mom has always been. But I accepted it. Now the driving one, I didn't think you fell asleep. That upset me. Yeah, that's I. I uh, Sims, you weren't here. I fell asleep at the wheel, woke up, almost hit a car, and then told everybody, including the police, that I was dodging a squirrel. I knew you weren't dodging a squirrel. To which my dad responded, "Kill the fucking squirrel next time." Proper, proper reading. Yeah, I thought you were racing Dan. That's what I thought you were doing. Well, well, I'm not that good of a. We driver. were on the podcast for an hour. You guys had to do the po- podcast more after he, yeah, I left. He wanted to keep. The we had ten minutes, minutes left. I wanted more Fentrick in my life. Sorry. Did you tell him that I killed a bird on our drive this weekend? Oh my god, we haven't talked about anything yet. Yeah, we haven't told you about Cam's wedding. So don't yet. steal the direction okay. away. We're going to get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, so first off, who are you? What is your name? And what do you do? My <laughs> name is uh, Bruce Lefko. Is your phone ringing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Answer it live. And, no. <laughs> and uh, I am a mechanical contractor. Okay. Man, you're really going to let that thing ring. That's great. Well, Bruce Lefko, a.k.a. to my friends Bruce the Moose. I a.k.a. Think... to our podcast listeners, Dirty Legs Lefko. Oh, that's right. I'm Dirty Legs. No, no. Sims I'm is Dirty, dirty. dirty Legs. And oh. just so you know, I got a $400 haircut in an hour, so I need to get there. Okay. You're absurd. <laughs> my, I was going to bring that up today. My parents are going to see Hamilton. Yes. And you pay like Hamilton prices to get your hair cut. Once every seven weeks. I, like, I wish yes. we were only paying 400 Exactly. <laughs> yeah, two, you, I bet. I know. I was going to say, damn, Hamilton. Yeah, they're, no. They're, two haircuts and you could buy a Hamilton ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 I was going to say, I think the guy's overcharging. Uh, probably. <laughs> yes. There's no doubt. I mean, my legs are dirty, and I overpay for haircuts. That's for sure, Bruce. You pointed that out. <laughs> All right. So I'm just, I know who these people are. Sims, do you have anything you want to ask them? Well, I want to, I mean, there's a lot of things. First of all, where, when did you know Adam was going to be like this big, talkative personality? Did he always have a big mouth? Was this like from birth, or did he grow into it? Was there a certain... You guys better not be polite. I want, I want real stuff out of you. He was always uh, a little bit of a clown. Right. Yes. Yes. He okay. was always looking for the laugh. He wa- always was. Always. Yes. And and you were aware of this at a young age that oh. he was real smooth talker, yes. talk himself because he's he's always bragged about the bar mitzvah, right? The bar, bar mitzvah where I, did I say bot. Sorry. No, bar you're mitzvah good. Uh, where he went up there and basically bullcrap the whole thing. No. Early on. Yeah, you did. You said you didn't know any of it, and you went on there. You said this on prior bot- podcast. Oh, I don't remember that. No, uh, he knew. He did. He did great. No, see, that's how I was able to get away with bullshit was over the years. I've been able to do well on tests and things. Right. So that they've allowed my bullshit to exist. Uh, Exactly. I swear. In terms of clowns, though, I think the story when we played Soulberry. Oh, without a doubt. That's when I definitely knew. I mean, we were about, he was 10 years old and we were in a uh, 
crazy to believe. It was a preseason basketball tournament. You were the coach. And I was the coach. And the other team was very polished. Right. And, I mean, we were 10, maybe 11. I think we were 10. He yeah. was 10. Anyway, uh, the other team was beating us by 40 points. It was a preseason. These were like white whale. Like every year they beat the shit out of Solberry. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And um, towards the end of the game when we were losing and the whole team was depressed, Adam was following their guard down the court behind him doing the chicken dance, (laughs) doing the pigeon head. Uh, and was, our whole team was cracking up laughing, which was really good in the end. And uh, so I, what did you do, Coach? I was extremely probably too intense at that time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I remember yeah. shaking the other coach's hand after the game, and he said, hey, you know, you guys did really well, and so on and so forth. I said, you know what? Next year we're going to kick your ass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and this was when they were 10. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was when I knew, you know, Adam was a uh, a joker. Yes, and it was more important at that time that he lifted the spirits of the of his team members. Right. Yeah, because I wasn't doing much. But uh, I guess my question for you is: so, you, why didn't you raise me like Lavar Ball? Why didn't you really do that for me? Why didn't you get out there? And... Well, I remember, I, you know, I was, I was, pro- I was, <laughs> I was definitely yes. too intense. But I remember uh, watching TV with Adam, and we were probably watching a Sixers game or whatever. And he also was a realist, and he looked at it, and he said, "Yeah, because I would be on him all the time. You know, you're not dribbling the ball. You should be taking 200 shots a day." Right. And uh, he says, "Dad, I'm never going to be as good as these guys." <laughs> oh, I've always been real. Uh, Bruce, I was out in the driveway shooting 200 a day. So just so you know, I was there doing it for Adam. Uh, what, a what about what about? I want to hear sibling sibling rivalry stories. Anything there? Anything with Adam getting bossed around by his younger, bigger brother? Anything like that? No, yeah. nothing good there. No. Here's the classic story. So Adam and Jason are in the back of the car. I was driving. Sharon was in the passenger seat, and. Jason would always annoy Adam. Yes. And then Adam would go over the top and start pounding him. So at this point, (laughs) Sharon looks in the back. She said, there was nothing said. She jumped in the back seat, hit Adam about three times, punched Adam, uh, Jason twice, and that was the end of that. Oh, that, that was all there was? That was the story. <laughs> that was the story. I literally didn't know what story, story was coming out. So, and why did Adam not learn how to ride a bike better? That's where oh, I want to go uh, with you two, okay? First what time. kind of parenting was going on? First time he went out on a bike Damn it. in the cul-de-sac. He went out. He, he had learned how to ride. He was doing great. He turned. He fell. The handlebar went into his abdomen. It really, I mean, it Big gash, whatever. Right, right. Yeah, there was that no was going it. back. And that was one, it. one little boo-boo. And he can ride. He's just uncomfortable. Yeah, well, we know. Yeah. I also have bad balance. That's literally what I'm at the gym Work for right now. Working exactly. on the core balance to learn how to, A, ride a bike, B, stand on a train without having to hold a pole. Like, I, I, I take out New York I scale. take out like 18 people if I'm not holding on to anything. So. Okay. All right. So uh, now, like, no college stories though with Lefko. Mm-hmm. Or I keep calling. I can't call you Lefko anymore sure in front of your can. parents. Yeah, I you guess can. I can. Uh, you guys go up there and ever party at Syracuse? Do any of that stuff? I think my dad, no. when he dropped me off in the fraternity house, he saw th- some things that he went, "Oh, Adam's partying," and he pulled me aside. Like he saw objects in rooms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. And he, he came up to me. He goes, "As long as your grades are fine, you're fine." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "But that's mean- the thing about Adam, I think." He was a, he found time to do everything. Yeah, he still does. He pulled the grades. 
did what he had to do. Right. And had fun while he was doing it. Right. So I couldn't complain. He it, did the job. It's hard to complain. I mean, yeah. he could be a grouchy little baby when he comes in here after a long night out in the town in New oh, York City. Oh, yes, he can. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, can he be? Oh, you know, he but he pulls nice. it off. Yeah. Somehow he's ready to go. Yep. Parties. Do you approve of his new hipster attire that he wears these days? You We've know, really these, seen a, a transformation. Tight, yeah. These tight pants well, on the ankles. The color maroon has taken over his life. I, I now I have the olive NMDs. Oh. Wow. <laughs> olive and maroon, baby. I do approve. I do. You, you do approve? The, uh, yes. Okay. I do. And then uh, how do you feel about Lefko on the girlfriend front? Is he going to get one here soon? Anything happening there? We want a grandchild, and he's what just not. <laughs> Where did that just not coming through? <laughs> I have all my friends are having kids. Right, and Jason's been with his girlfriend for two years. They're right. next. You're day. the yeah. older brother. No, yeah, okay. no, 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 no. There's time for everything. Hell yeah, he Mom, spent five you. years out of the uh, out of civilization. Right, yeah, you're right. right. Nebraska, <laughs> and Nebraska, and Kentucky. So. Can you imagine if I would have been like, Mom, Dad, I found a woman in Hastings, Nebraska. Yeah. I'm gonna live here forever. Yeah. We, we, we worried we didn't about care that, as actually. As long as she had good jumping ability. If she could oh. jump, and that means that my grandkids could maybe be ball players. Right. We got something. Yeah. I That's said, what you care about. She, he That's wants it. some athletic ability. That's, That's what he wants matters. in the family. All right. So now right. on my application, I'm going to say height, weight, and vertical and jump. And vertical leap. I, I hear you, Bruce. I was the same way. I mean, I, I used to always look at girls and go, Ugh, I could have a first rounder right. with that girl. Right. Um, Looking for one with, like, pigeon toed a little. Oh, you know, <laughs> you got to have it. got to have it. That's right. Uh, so we have Twitter questions. We do have Twitter questions. So I put it out this morning that uh, you guys were going to be on the podcast. I asked people if they had questions that would help embarrass Lefko. Uh, Steven Nelson, friend of the podcast, <laughs> he has a question for both of you. So first for Bruce, which legendary Philly athlete would you compare Adam to in terms of athleticism and personality? Well, I think I'd have to get rid of the legendary. Okay. Yeah. Fair, uh, fair point. I mean, he didn't even play college ball, you know? Right, but right. Adam, Adam had... <laughs> Adam really did have talent. He really could. He could shoot the lights out. He yeah. really could. And, and he also, uh, he had guts as long as I could find the trigger, the, the button to really tick him off. Right. To, if not, he was a comedian. Yeah. But once he got mad. How would you get me mad? Well, there was a few times I would walk over to him like right before the game and I'd say, you know, I just walked by the other team and they were saying number three look, stinks. <laughs> uh, and and that's all that? I had to say. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Right. Just to, to get him it. motivated. Right. And then all of a sudden his, his eyes would get wide. Yeah. And like that, you've seen me in flag football. Well, I was going to say. Oh, I, no, like I've seen you in like production is maybe not have the volume right or the focus. Yes. on the. I mean, then Adam switches like this and he yes. wants to produce the, the show. <laughs> and he's going to yell at everybody and go, nope, this is how we're doing the rundown. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I so get So you going to compare me to? Uh, I, I thought I, I was thinking about this. I th I'd say uh, Hersey Hawkins. Hersey Hawkins. <laughs> Woo. I was thinking Mike Golick or something. But geez, okay. Percy Hawkins. <laughs> Hawkins, a two guard who could who could shoot. You know, once in a while he would take it to the basket. Yeah, you're a hoops fan, Bruce. You like definitely. Hoops? Yeah, All right, well, so I'm also a big you know Eagles. Fan. I know you're a big sports fan in general. I mean, you watch the finals, right? Sure. All right, what's your take on like LeBron, the Cavs, Golden State? I would love to hear you know, just your. I, it was one of the best series of all time. Yeah. I mean, the, the talent in that series was unreal. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, I, I think LeBron is great. Yeah. I think also uh, Durant is great. Yeah, he is. And it just seems that, you know, Golden State just has more weapons. Oh, and yeah. uh, even though I thought, you know, Cleveland really brought it the last game. Right. 
they lost their focus in middle of middle of the second quarter and they got sloppy. Yeah. And they needed to stay focused where Golden State, you know, they're just Yeah, they're un- they're unreal. We were they're talking unreal. about it over breakfast and he he thinks Draymond's very overrated. I mean, I would agree with you. I don't think he's as, he gets a little more attention than he deserves. He does all the dirty work for that team. I think that's yes. when you really start to watch him. You appreciate he's Charles that. Oakley. He is. He's a he's a better shooting version of Charles Oakley. This is yes. the thing that drives me crazy about this. Just as we could talk sports for a minute, like the whole super team talk. I know we were going to like dive into yeah. that a little bit, but like to me, okay. First of all, LeBron didn't start super teams. So I I can't stand that narrative right now. Like, no, the Boston Celtics started the the Paul Pierce. I would even say before that, if the Kobe, Shaq, Gary Payton, Carl Malone team won, sure, it was deemed that. Don't also forget the Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Lakers, Kobe team was supposed to be a super sure. team too. Right. But we only get upset when they win. No. If and, it fails, we love it. Well, and, and I just don't get it. I don't really understand well, why. Well, this all started with AAU. You yes. know, it used to be it was all about high school basketball, but uh-huh. then AAU took off. And once AAU took off and all the best players in the areas wanted to be on the best teams. And they all meet each other right. and they're all around each and other. And now they're You're going exactly to Kentucky right. or they're going, you know. You're right. So. I was at AAU. I saw it firsthand. I mean, it's. I mean, it's, right. it's, they've been rewarded their entire their lives. Their whole life from because, seventh grade, they were six, seven, and they yes. go, this guy has a chance to be an NBA player. In basketball, it's its own phenomenon. And, and when and you're on that team, on. you get more college scouts to come right. to your games. Right. So for the, and then you go to a college, you want to be with other really good players because then you'll get more NBA scouts sure. at your team. You've always been rewarded to be with good guys. Yeah. Before we keep going, what was the Steven Nelson's question uh, for my mom? Oh, question yeah. for Mrs. Right. Lefko: your favorite video Adam has ever done Ooh. at Bleacher Report, or actually anywhere, but your favorite video Adam has ever done I think the first uh, series he did about the um, rivalry in Kentucky oh when I was in Kentucky yes you did a series three it was three videos yeah on the Louisville versus Louisville. Kentucky, Kentucky basketball yeah. it was a great cool. series and he did it himself and the way it was pieced together the story you told I, j- I thought that was great and I also thought the first uh, one you won your Emmy for the um, the beat. boxing the boxing, the boxing one. story. Yeah, that was cool. There we go. Yeah. I gave yeah. them the Emmy. Yeah, that's I cool. Said, oh, said, you gave it to them. I oh, said, nice. "Here, mom, take my Emmy. No big thing." I said, "Here, guys, I earned." This I'll get another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. What other questions you got? Uh, what were Adam's nicknames growing up? That one is from Jack Farr at the Jack Farr. Any nicknames? Uh, we. I don't think he didn't have a nickname other than co- being called Deuce in high school. And Prince. I, I told you this story. I don't know Deuce, though. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, he did. Definitely. I weighed in, and we oh. were waiting for the programs, and I was 200, yes. and everybody else was 180. Deuce. <laughs> Fuck. That's that Romoski body you got there. Oh, my that God. That Tony Romoski body. All right, you got another one? Uh, yeah. Leon Baxley actually just chimed in with a great question. Who bought him that awesome white suit for prom? <laughs> they were not there for that. His, uh, the girl he was going with. I was there with, oh, I went and got an ivory tux with ivory gaiters with my friend Dan and his mom. And his mom goes, is your mom going to be fine with this? I was like, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was ebony and ivory. It, I mean, was it awful. just fit perfect. That was great. No, I mean, and then, and then, yeah, the my, peach handkerchief. my, uh, my date made me like a peach orange handkerchief and tie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we walked over for pictures? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you remember what you felt that day? No. Yeah. It was quite an event. <laughs> One more Twitter question. DB Orioles fan at Brilliant2552. What was the most embarrassing thing he did as a child? Mm. The most embarrassing thing he did as a child. I mean, the chicken behind yeah, the, the chicken. Yeah, the chicken on the court You're probably as a coach, your father, that's you're like, not damn, that's top, my son. That's not even in the top <laughs> 30. Uh, it was probably, you know, uh, 
being getting caught for cheating. No, nah. that's not it. I think I don't know. when I found out that you were uh, shooting moons out the school oh. bus for oh. your team bus. Oh, One of those in, kids, in huh? High. Yeah, apparently like the bus got pulled Somebody over. Somebody else, no, no right. someone else got in trouble for it. And he said, how come Adam Lefkoe when he was taken to life. the office? Somebody else, he tells the vice principal, well, why didn't Adam Lefkoe get in trouble? Right. And nobody knew Adam Lefko had done it. Uh, <laughs> so then they called his parents that uh, Adam Lefko's shooting moons out yeah. the So box. wait, what's the story of your life? Doing bad things and somebody I ratting stuff you out? and I'm good at getting away with it. And then someone else does it. And they're like, well, Lefko's been doing this for six weeks. Like, <laughs> damn it. Uh, the one that I thought they were going to bring up was they tell the story where I was playing like Little League Baseball. And I was like, I got to pee. And they were like, go out to the trees. He and was I, five or six. And I started running. And then what happened? So it was a huge field, and all the way across the field there were trees. I said, go over to the trees and go to the bathroom. He ran and ran and ran. He's still just in the middle of the field. So he stops. Oh, I man. look over, and there's this, his buns sticking out, and he's just going to the bathroom I just peed in, in center field. In the middle of the I couldn't make it to the trees. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But he was five. Okay. So it was okay. Yeah, that is okay at that age. So Josh and I went to uh, producer Cam's wedding yes. uh, this weekend, former uh, lead NFL producer. Uh, and, uh, man, I'll tell you what. What's really funny about Airbnb, Sims, have you ever stayed in Airbnb before? No chance that's ever happened. I wouldn't recommend it. I, I, I didn't think you – so I didn't think you guys have either. Mm-mm. No, there's no You've way that's – I'm it? not going to a stranger's house. No. I don't care if I've seen the house blowtorched clean. I'm still not going through it. I agree. So what's really funny is when you first get to an Airbnb, like everything's amazing. So we were there with Nelson and his fiance and like the guy's like, all right, here's the remote control turns on the TV and everyone goes, ooh, okay. And it's like, all right, you're going to put the key in the lock. You're going to turn like this and like, ah, that makes sense. Like you, it's this whole like game you play of trying to be impressed by their house, but also being like, can you get out? Uh, Also, there were multiple times where we thought we were going to die. So this was in Cooperstown, New York, in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And we had no phone signal at all. And I'm not going to lie, like I was kind of creeped out by the Airbnb guy, so much so that I texted Cam the night of his wedding at 2.34 in the morning. And I was like, so I'm sitting here. I'm a little bit paranoid. If we don't make it to brunch tomorrow, we're dead. Our address is blank, blank, blank. Like, I was sitting, like, the, the house was making noises. It was up a gravel road in the middle of nowhere in Cooperstown. Well, Cooperstown's haunted. Have the you been view- there? What? It's haunted. Have you been to Cooperstown? Uh, little, when I was little. Okay. Not to the actual Hall of Fame, but for a baseball tournament. Gotcha. Right. Man, there ain't no reason to be there. Uh, <laughs> bugs, like, it was, bugs were everywhere. Yes. In and the house? The, well, when we got there, I didn't see any bugs. And then we started to see bugs, and I thought I didn't like bugs. Nelson is, like, deathly afraid of bugs. Like, there was a point where there was, like, a sunroom, and... Uh, All three of you stayed at this place together? It, was, no? yeah, it had, like, like, th- like, three or four rooms. It was a beautiful house. Right. It was just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And there was one point where a mosquito got in the sunroom. Like, he left the door open, and Nelson went... He, like, tur- he like looked behind a corner and was like... They got the sunroom. Like in his mind, they had sieged the sunroom. I'm and he with was you. not going in. I'm, I listen. Because I don't of like one bug. Bugs are the worst. I'd rather be stuck in that sunroom with a tiger than that damn those what? spiders and bugs. Yes, I cannot stand them. You live in the sticks too. There's gonna be a lot of bugs. You know what? For whatever reason, since we're near the water, it's not as bad. I don't know why that is. We don't get them as nearly as bad as like when we go inland to other people's houses. 
But I am so I I'm like literally the wimpy father who like gets my little girl or my <laughs> wife to kill the spider in the house. Uh, the other Don't thing, mess we it. went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I I was I was not for it in the beginning. Yeah, but it's cool. Everybody says it is. We were in Cooperstown for the first and last time in our lives, right. and Lefko was going to skip the Baseball Hall Jeez. of Fame. That's what ridiculous. I mean. You work at Bleacher Report. That's You're a I sports said. anchor. That's what I said. That's ridiculous. I wanted to take a nap. <laughs> I was going to get wild for the wedding. Uh, the only issue I had with the Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah. the amount of times I went, man, what a cool Phillies moment, and then looked up and saw Joe Carter's picture, I was like, are they trolling me on purpose? It was as if you they had it. been purposely it's placed. It's like going to the Oklahoma Hall of Fame and seeing pictures of Christians yes. everywhere. Right, I get it. Yeah. D- Man, yeah, it sucks. I mean, like with you guys, like I say Joe Carter, you immediately yeah. get pissed. We yeah. remember where we were. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I Ugh. really do. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, that was when Adam cried. Oh. That was that was when I was like, I learned the downside of being a fan. Um, wait, I were on the thing of Hall of Fame, and we're talking about baseball because I love the Yankees, and the Yankees are the the best watch in baseball. I can Aaron tell you, man. We were talking about them in the cap. Good, glad to hear that because it, truly, if you are a baseball fan right now, and I know baseball is hard to get to, into as a loose fan, but if you have a team to root for or you're bored, the Yankees are the most fun watch in the game right Is it now. Their style, their style. They're they're on pace right now to be the greatest home run hitting team in the history of baseball. I mean, they they got young talent, so that's cool. Hall of Fame, though, both of you. What do you do about the steroid era? I'd like to hear that. I don't think we've ever talked about that. We were talking about it. Do you make it a steroid hall, or do you never put them in there all together? What's so funny is they're all freaking in there. Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. But we don't know Barry Pete Bonds Rose is in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is nothing to do with steroids. I'm just saying all right. the skate Shoeless Joe Jackson, the Black Talk, but they're all on, in there. Hold on, yeah. All the ones they're that not, wrong. They're not, they're not steroid era, When though. people say in the Hall of Fame, they're referring to the room with all the face plaques. Like, oh. yes, Barry Bonds has stuff. Oh, yeah, but he's not elected and does not have a he's not, bust. Yes, he does not have a right. plaque. Right, right, yes. right. But Barry Bonds was a great baseball player. Yes, he was. And then he did the steroids, and you know that changed things for him. But before that, he was still a great He was going to the Hall of Fame. He, was going he didn't have to do it. Exactly. That's, that's the thing that bothers me. Same with Roger Clemens. That's, the, yes. The thing that Lefko and I were talking about, because there is a, there was like some Barry Bonds artifact and with a little pl- text plaque next to it, and right. it said that if you're going to remove Barry Bonds' steroid home runs, yes. I think the exact quote was, baseball statistical house of cards would fall apart. Because right. every home run that Barry Bonds hit right. was a home run that a pitcher gave up. So there's all these things that yeah, all the games other, they yeah. would have won. Sure. And all that if we're that stuff. not going to acknowledge that. Barry Bonds' career, then baseball is a sham. I will for... say this. When you walk in the Baseball Hall of Fame, straight ahead is the first class. Right. And it's like Onus Wagner. It's um, a Cy Young. I mean, it's it's Babe Ruth. Well, yeah, it's Ty the, Cobbs. It's the, Ty Cobbs right in the middle. Right. It's like the five biggest ones. And you look at that and you're like, special. man, I don't. It's tough to put the, the noted cheaters in there. But at the same time, I don't know, man. But wasn't it a cheater's era? Wasn't it baseball's fault? It was. I yeah. mean, it was. I mean, when you're a pro athlete, you you want to compete. Yes. And you got Mark McGuire up there all of a sudden with all this muscle, and he's hitting home runs all, all over the place. That wasn't part of the unwritten rules of baseball at that time. That's what drives me crazy about right. baseball. It's like, not right. right. It's not right. No, it was really baseball that turned a blind eye you're to right. what was going on. We're not going to test you. Go ahead. Your arms are four times bigger this year than last year. Yeah. You must have been working out hard. I'll so, say this. Yeah, right next crap. to the Hall of Fame, there's like this little section of like the – the Writers Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and that is the testament to what you're talking about. Baseball didn't give a crap about the home runs. The players at the time were doing it. They didn't really care. It's always the writers. 
And I, I just, I don't know why they have that much power. I don't get it either. Like we were talking about Bill Cosby on the cab here, right? And it's how only one person can is is bringing him to court right now, and there's a chance that he could get off from all this yes. stuff. And and my parents were saying it's crazy because he was always telling people that they should be better people. Right. He was always critical of people. I, I the people that are the most critical, I feel like they, they like I think about the writers and the fact that they're always critical. Oh, he wasn't a good person, whatever. And I look at the writers, I'm like, who the hell are you guys? Who anointed them who with anointed so much you power? Guys? I don't get it either. Like, I did you not take mean to make a simile between writers and Bill Cosby because their indiscretions are not the same. And I apologize, but I get you. You're but just yeah, going like, like what the hell are you even thinking? Living that? in glass houses, right? right. I, I I am a very. Um, Annoyed by the writer thing. I think you guys know that. I mean, just whether it's what, how did they get the jurisdiction to be the final word on who are the best players are first team all pro or going to the pro bowl. Um, they're affecting people's lives. Like, like let's take Paul George from the Indiana Pacers, sure. right? If Paul he got George first team all, Hayward. If he got all pro, right? He, he was available to get the max contract, but because uh, a group of whatever it is, a hundred writers who right. are all writing their articles while the games are being played and looking at their Twitter feed, yep. and then they see Paul George like hit a fadeaway jump, and they go, "Oh, oh, good shot!" There was and then a they time, go back to their computer. They're making the decisions on people's livelihoods. There was a time I believe I don't really get that it. writers had more insight. Yes. They went to more; ga- they could watch more games than the average public. They could actually get; they could actually talk to people where they truly were the most educated of their well, time. I think that's what this is all about. I think that the times have changed yes but our rating system hasn't changed yes so it used to be you know we didn't have all the channels to watch all the games yeah and so they were the only they people were out who were hanging seen. with mickey right. mantle exactly. and like they yeah, were the you. only people who saw everything right yes. and now we're all seeing it yeah and now now we're sitting there we're going you curmudgeon like now and we've also have a good sample size of all their takes over the last five ten years and they're biased well because humans are biased well yeah i mean and biased and obviously not that good of a sports fan, a lot of them, because there's no way Steph Curry gets unanimous first-time MVP no. in the history of baseball. Khalil basketball, Mack, we've talked basketball. about the basketball. Sorry. Khalil Mack getting all pro at two different positions in one year. He never played the other position, but the writers voted him as a linebacker on defense end. You know, uh, Michael Sams being the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. I understand that, you know, he was a homosexual and all that, but to say he was the best player in the defense in the Big 12, he wasn't even draftable, basically. The NFL called the Rams, but yes. he got that. Because he had the most sacks. You know, you can go on and on with discrepancies and go, what are they really watching? And Jabril I, Peppers. The, you're right. The Hall of Fame. Who, who gives some of these guys, like, listen, I, I got a lot of respect for them, but some of them, I just go, who gives them the right to say how great a player was mm. when a lot of them really have no clue and they don't know the people to, to really talk to anymore to inform themselves? Yeah. And my big thing is when they start letting the sports players vote on the Writers Hall of Fame, then their vote, then I'll count their vote too. It's, it's a bunch a of bullshit. Uh, I want to get back to the Warriors and the NBA championships. The football story from that is Lashawn McCoy made sixty two thousand five hundred dollars on the Warriors. Did he? Because he bet like a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Sixty two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I realized too afterwards was that the Warriors had one of the weakest celebrations ever. ever Thank seen. you for bringing that up. They ever. didn't even know what to do. They were like, well, we were supposed to win this. This is stupid. Not only on the court, but like afterwards. Like they were the moms s- hanging around. Okay. Get so here's what we here's Sorry, why here's why I didn't I like the Warriors. I don't want you Warriors. on the podium when I'm getting the trophy. <laughs> the Warriors. Oh, and, and we've talked about this before. Get the freaking kids out of there. Yes. Yeah. I don't need your eight year old kid shimmying for the camera. Get out of here. 
Agreed. Get out of here. So here's what we got with the Warriors winning. We got Kevin Durant not handling a beer, and he spit it out halfway through. We got Riley Curry dancing again and everyone being like, isn't she the greatest? We got the two moms talking to each other. We got Kerr, Steve Kerr, at the club drinking wine with the lead singer of the Counting Crows. <laughs> that was the extent of their get down. Okay, I don't want to hear Mr. Nerd alert. I don't want to hear Mr. Jones at okay. until like three in the morning. Yeah. All right. Here's what we would have gotten at the Cavs one. Right. We would have gotten shirtless Jr. Yeah. at the club pouring bottles. We would have had LeBron with a stogie telling everybody to get off. Right. Drunk Kyrie. We would have had Dante Jones, who apparently does not care about anything. He's cool, dude. There would have been Kardashians. Rutgers there. guy played high school sports. Yeah, and Dr. and Ty Lue. Ty Lue would have been getting no down. Doubt. And what I realized is I really like reckless celebrators. I really like people that let every emotion, they're no longer focused. The guard is off. Like the Patriots, they had Gucci Mane, who's an Atlanta rapper. Mm -hmm. They had 283 diamonds in their ring because they were down 28 to 3. Super petty. Plus the celebration, you had Gronk, you had Martellus Bennett, you had even Brady kind of gets down. Yes, he does. And it, it made me think... Which NFL teams would have the best after parties? So pull up the teams because I know you would look at that. While we wait for that, I know that my mom's like favorite Philadelphia championship team was like the Flyers teams in the 80s. What was that celebration like with the with the the Broad Street bullies and all that stuff? 74. The first win was the best. Uh, It totally. uh, What was the celebration like? It was a parade. The celebration for the players immediately yeah, like after, or it. the city went absolutely crazy. It was the first. Nobody was in school the next nobody day. Nobody was in school. We all took the subway down to Center City. There was, you know, like a million and a half people or more spontaneously on Broad Street. Did you ever hear stories of like the bullies, like Dave Schultz, or whatever, like at bars, like in like after that? They're still around the area. I mean, you can still see Dave Schultz and and, Bernie uh, Bernie Piranhas all around the area. Yeah. they are they're just legendary. I mean, that team is just I still remember the numbers of the players. It's Philadelphia just was so a fabulous for thing. a championship. Sure. You know, I mean, you know, it's really a, it's a football town. And you know, the Eagles have not won Ugh. the Super Bowl. And every year we're optimistic. But every what year. What do you think would happen? In it Philly makes me Eagles scared won. to think about that. But they at least that. elect a whoop Phil yeah. Sims's ass. It scares me to think Eagles. of them winning. Why? I'm afraid for the city. Because uh, I think it it will be as out of control as any city It'll be has scary. ever been. Yeah. They need it, a it courthouse on every corner, I think, for that one. <laughs> no, I, I don't think. Well, I'm it's joking. not like, it, not like it used to be with the vet. I mean, I, it's not as bad, the stadium. Um but but, the it do, but the celebration of the city will be, I think, like none other. Sure. Tell them the story about the first game. Uh, no, two you, years ago, you came to the game. Yes. New seats. People, guy in back. Yeah. First play of the game. Preseason game. No. First first season. First game. First of regular the year. season. Right. Nick Foles, quarterback. What happened? His first pass was uh, incomplete. And they told him he sucked, and they the want him guy out of the in game. the last row right behind us stands yeah. up and screams, "You suck!" Went off. Bruce stood up, turned around. And he goes, "Are you kidding me? No, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <and sit laughs> <down. laughs> Bruce, 
Yeah. I think the direct quote was, the guy are never you going to do this the whole he fucking say, day? He hasn't said a word in four years, the guy. He has not stood up. He hasn't Good. uttered a word. Oh, a first play. Yeah. It was like the first series of the first game, and he's booing. Right. Like, cut me a break. Yeah, we can't handle that as, as no. a family. Uh, so the ones that I came up with. Yeah, I'd like to hear. All right, first of all, wait, this has to be pointed out, just about that subject. Yeah, yeah. Like first, I mean, Kevin Durant, not one guy came over and hugged him. The first guy that hugged him was LeBron James. It was so, unbelievable. That ABC was weird. didn't take the camera off of him. That was weird. Like, 20 minutes. like, it could just tell you he's a little bit of an outsider of the team. The kids thing was really annoying. The, I mean, Kevin Durant's mom, is she playing power forward? Did, did she make some baskets in the game? I didn't know because... She touched the trophy before, like, the guys that actually made baskets in the game. I it know. all bothered me. I know. It truly, as I was watching it, I just made me hate them more because I respect them all collectively. I hate them so much as a team. I can't even – it drives me crazy I don't know as a why. sports fan. I think I've just been oversaturated with, like, the, the mom story. And I'm, oh. like, I'm just I'm, – I get it. My, like, I love my mom. I'm I, a mama's I love boy. Mom. If I won a Super Bowl, I'd be like, Mom, I'll see you at the hotel after the game. If you come on the podium <laughs> – I mean, I might have to like get you escorted out of the stadium. And whatever you mean, happened to like the... me coming on the podcast? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's happened fine. to the locker room. It's not quite scene. on that level. I always thought the locker room scene was the best scene. I after agree. Popping the champagne, old school Lakers, Celtics doing ah, that in there. Yeah, the I agree. It's more of a it's more of a team atmosphere, which is what you're supposed to yeah. do at that point. Right. Uh, my best partying teams. I feel like Denver when they won, they really get down. I, I would think, think of so. All the defensive Those defensive guys, guys are crazy. You after know that. I saw the Titans, the right. offensive line at the hockey game. And I saw what Nashville's capable of. Sure. I think it would be crazy. I think the Giants with Odell Beckham. I'd really like to watch Odell party. You know it. Uh, I think Cam Newton and the Panthers would really get down. Uh, I, and then I realized I was only doing quarterback, so I thought like Jameis and the Bucks. Like Jameis is having an amazing time. Uh, and I think the Seahawks. Like I'd like to see them. The ones I think would have bad ones. Right. I think Andrew Luck and the Colts would just be so freaking boring. <laughs> Uh, the Lions and Jim Caldwell, like, get out of here. Uh, I think, Watt, like, Kirk Cousins, like, I'm going to go home, I'm going to drink milk, and I'm going to wake up early and go at it again he, tomorrow. He does seem like that, yes. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the Eagles would have a shitty celebration. You think so? I think Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson would be boring They're definitely going to be well, boring. That, you're talking you're right about the team, and, you're, and I'm talking about the city. Exactly. Two, Two different, different things. things. Yes. 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 I think the city would go wild, and Carson would be like, I'm excited to be here. That's all right. You need that as your quarterback. He doesn't yeah. need to be crazy. Uh, I, those teams are good. I mean, uh, I'm with you with the Giants. I think all the way. I would want to be there with the Giants. I think they got a lot of characters. They're, of course, here in New York, so they're used to partying. The Baltimore Ravens are a team I look at right mm. away because they're just – they're like – they're a bunch of gangsters, and I mean that in a positive way yes. where they're just true football guys. They don't care about anything else, and they would get after it. I'm with you with the Seahawks. I think that's another one that would be – Pretty phenomenal. The one that we're missing that I think that would be really a great group to party with are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Because I think Big Ben and my, I, I mean, I've, you know, Mike T, he's as cool as they You're come. Right. He might be like the coolest coach. He want, he'd be really cool to have some drinks with. He'll party. He'll have fun. He's popping bottles. He'll get the whole team involved in the party. Uh, and, you know, guys like Antonio Brown and James Harrison and that group, that's going to be a pretty lively party, I would think. I think that would be the... And they get a lot of full-year celebrations. For Cowboys is going to be pretty amazing, too. That would be my last team Dez to throw Bryant there. would be a little crazy. Ezekiel Elliott, Dez. Zeke would be crazy, right. too. So we are going to be... Oh, wow. And Josh... It's the new iPhone 7. I see what happened. Josh got an iPhone oh, 7. Wait, I'll be right back. I have an adapter. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we're going to be joined in a second. And does he have it on his phone? 
We're going to be joined in a second by uh, my man, Josiah Johnson. He is one of the co-creators of The Legends of Chamberlain Heights, which is a show on Comedy Central. Uh, it is a cartoon, and it is hilarious. Season 2 starts Sunday, June 18th at 1130 on Comedy Central. Uh, season 1 had some crazy topics, like the newest hit shoe being Golden Shackles, a stripper named Tup... <laughs> Tupacia that looks like Tupac and they talk a lot about LeBron James I met this guy I worked with this dude when I was at uh, the NFL Network my man JJ how you living big man what's going on legends how you guys doing what's uh, up dude how you doing good to have you dude uh, oh man I can't complain I'm just getting ready for this premiere man trying to get everything ready to go so I worked with him back in my NFL Network days and uh, he was a producer and I was an intern and man, I remember you being obsessed with your curls. I remember you using <laughs> like you use California language. Like you've been calling me legend now for like six, seven years. And then when you had a show called The Legends of Chamberlain Heights, I, I was just dying. Man, I can't believe that this all. How did this even happen? Oh man, uh, so I think I mean as you know, I was when I was working over at NFL Network, I was living a dual lifestyle. So I was doing the producer life, and I also had a website called JerseyChaser.com that I was doing on the yeah. side. Anonymously, we're doing a bunch of content on YouTube. We ended up doing a LeBron and Kobe puppet parodies back in 2009. Yeah, those are good. We revoiced their character. Yeah, we revoiced them. Made them super raunchy, and ended up getting reached out to by a couple guys that were working in uh, animation that were trying to do a show with LeBron, and then eventually switched it to a show about me and my buddy Quinn Hawking and Ike Williams, who were all teammates together at UCLA, and sat on the bench together, and obviously never paid attention to the game. So that's kind of where the the, the the catalyst of the show was so you know here we are now getting ready to do season two so you know all right so dreams Josiah, come true. i'm here with my parents and we've spent a lot of the show them t- like telling stories about me what do you remember about me back in the day you can get you can get as I embarrassing think, as yeah. possible i think the one thing I, I always loved about you and obviously as we've talked throughout the years is you you knew what you wanted to do even when you were an intern you kind of you know you were, you were way ahead of the game you had a vision for your life and where you wanted it to go and kind of, you know, all the stuff you wanted to do. And then to be able to, you know, do all the on-air stuff you were doing and kind of how ingenious you were with the, the newscast and the Seinfeld cast and all that stuff back in the day. You know, and even, you know, the documentary with uh, Louisville, Kentucky and all that good stuff. So I think, you know, not not to kiss your butt too much, but just always always knowing exactly what you wanted to do and, and obviously achieving those goals. Here you are now setting with the Sims and Left Coast podcast on Bleacher Report. Yeah, so. yeah, we're big time. I don't know if you've heard about us, but we're kind of a big deal around I, here. I appreciate you, Legend. All right, I, so, I mean, you guys are running things. I love it. Well, uh, hey, wait. First of all, Left Coast. So he must have took his curl thing from you because he manages his Jufro weekly right now. He gets uh, he got like our smooth curls. Our ma- our our uh, makeup girls got some like hair dryer with something on the end of it, touching the top of his head. I don't know what the hell's going on in there, but I see it all the time. Just so you know, I'm letting you know. <laughs> Uh, other things. So before we get into, I'm gonna go get my gun and shoot all y'all because I want to ask all that. Um, I want to know okay. just cartoon in general. I've always been kind of fascinated by this. And like, how long does it take to prepare one episode of a cartoon? And just like the drawing and what goes into it. I'm because I'm, I can't draw like my own name, let alone actual figures. Well, from from concept all the way to the end of production, it's usually about you know, nine to 12 months. Obviously for shows like, you know, The Simpsons that are a little heavier on the animation style, they take like a good year to do it and send all the stuff over to Korea to get animated. And it, it's a long process. So shows like Simpsons and Family Guy, they'll have those episodes mapped out. 
like a year in advance. And then they'll be able, as the episode gets closer to airtime, go in and add some current and topical stuff to it. So we're we're a little bit quicker because obviously our animation is a little bit uh, more simple right. than those types. But about six to nine months, we'll write the script and we'll go through a whole you know, animatic phase where we get the thing in black and white. We'll give notes on that. Then they'll send it out to their studio in Atlanta. We'll get it back like three or four months later in color. We'll give notes on that, and then we'll just do one final pass on it before we submit it to the network and get their notes. But it's a long process. Like, you know, obviously South Park does it in six days, and you love to be on that schedule. But, you know, those guys are working for those 13, 15 weeks that they're on the air. You know, it's nonstop, 22-hour shifts. So we're a little bit lighter and easier. Yeah, Yeah, there's a documentary that you should see, Sims, about South Park. They call like Seven Days to Air or Six Days to Air. I didn't realize they grinded like that. Wow. It's insane. All right, so, uh, Josiah, so I know uh, we have Game of Zones here. I'm curious from the cartoon perspective, what do you think of Game of Zones? Uh, Honestly, it's one one of my favorite things. They need to uh, make actually, it when it first show. came out a couple of years ago, I reached out to Craig and Adam just because, uh, you know, it was just so so ahead of his time. And I've got a few different buddies. Actually, a couple of like our storyboard artists on our show worked on that show. Oh, cool. But to see how it's evolved over the past few seasons, like, you know, to now the stuff they're doing, they really got their they really got their sea legs going. And, I mean, the stuff is just crazy. It's one, one of my favorite things to watch. I watch it every Thursday. So I saw you, you have always been a huge LeBron fan. You have always yeah. took shit on Kobe. Me like you very much. Uh, I saw <laughs> that you went to like uh, a LeBron game and you were using one of the characters' voices and you were yelling at him. Have you ever heard yeah. from LeBron's people? Because I know that you guys are talking about LeBron like the whole season. Yeah, honestly, I've ne- we've never heard from him. I know when we did the puppet things, we heard that uh, a bunch of people over at Nike and had seen him. We heard allegedly the bronze saw. But that's funny. He actually came and played the Clippers. And my girlfriend brought me bought me these great tickets for my birthday to go watch him. And as soon as we get there, my other buddy texts me. He's like, yo, you know LeBron's not playing today. Uh, and I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, you know, LeBron, uh, Caleb, and Kyrie all sat out. Uh, but then I'm like, you know what? Actually, this might be a good thing. Cause he ended up sitting literally right behind me the whole game. Here, do the I voice. I tried to do troll him and Khloe Kardashian. Did he hear you? He didn't hear. Oh, do, here, do the voice that you did for him. Hey, what's up, LeBron? It's your boy Milk. Let's go hit this Roscoe's, Hammy. <laughs> uh, man, uh, Milk is ridiculous. So Milk is like yeah. the white character on the show, White Boy like, Supreme. And yeah. I've seen, I've seen clips where he's like, "Yo, let me say the word," and they're like, "No." And he's like, "Come on, Hammy. I can't even do it. I can't even do the California yeah. accent." <laughs> uh, all right, so, so, so Milk, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear about Milk. Go ahead. Uh, I would say, yeah, Milk is kind of America's worst nightmare. Obviously, he, he's a white kid that has some racial identity issues, so in his mind, he thinks he's black and really tries to p- portray every negative black stereotype there is. <laughs> but that's actually a voice that me and Quinn used to do in college, centered around Grand Theft Auto and MC8, who did a uh, character called Ryder in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So when we were in college, we'd get drunk, and like 2 and 3 in the morning, we'd just be yelling that voice back and forth to each other in character. So that was kind of you know the impetus for that, and now here I am. Actually, getting paid by a network to do that voice, so I'm in heaven. That's too funny. So wait, with all your your whole life growing up, I mean, of course, I, I gotta just ask about this. I know it's your dad, and you're you're sick of answering cheesy questions hey, about your you dad, but I'm used to like, it, yeah. so I get it. So, yeah. but, but I'm gonna yeah, be that know. I'm gonna know. be that guy <laughs> that's gonna do it anyways because I want to know. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I love them. White man can't jump. So Josiah Johnson's dad played on the UCLA, legendary like baller. Then went to the Milwaukee Bucks, all star. He's actually the color commentator now for the Bucks. He was also the guy in White Man Can't Jump, the big guy that they hustle him. It's the first scene of where now Billy Billy Ho has teamed up with Wesley Snipes, and he's over there sitting there. I'll pick anybody here, and we'll beat you. Right, Right. and it's all set up. They get Billy Ho on the team. They run the court, and then he realizes, your father realizes he's been set up, and he goes, "I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the car, get my gun, shoot everybody," because he thinks everybody's setting up. Which is one of the greatest. Everyone the freaks out, yeah, right? And awesome. they run for the life. So, uh, to me, I mean, did you just grow up having to hear that line like everywhere you went, basically? I mean, the crazy thing about my pops, he was literally college player of the year. He was a five-time NBA All-Star. And literally, <laughs> the only way people know him now is from that character in White Man Can't Jump. I'm like, not you gonna... know, kids nowadays yeah. have no clue about his career. Just like, wait, you're the guy in White Man Can't Jump. Actually, I remember he, in like, I think that movie came out in like 92, so I was about eight or nine years old. But he actually read for Wesley Snipes' part. So wow. I remember seeing the script, you know, like a year before the movie came out and practicing lines with him when he went in to go audition. So he ended up, he didn't end up getting that role. But he got the role as Raymond and really kind of made that character his own. Like he didn't shave or, or you know, shave or comb his hair for like a good five or six months. So he used to walk around the house looking like this wild man. But, you know, that's obviously one of my favorite movies. And I remember the first time I saw it, just like the whole theater went nuts. So, you know, obviously here we are still today. Right. That's still probably the most memorable part of that movie. So. I'm going to watch that movie, I think, maybe this weekend. It's a staple. I love. It's one of my favorite sports movies. We going to Sizzla. We going to Sizzla. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. All right, so as a former UCLA basketball player whose dad played there too, uh, what's your take on Lonzo and LeVar? Uh, you know, you know, I'm big on LeVar Ball. I think the guy's a marketing genius. Obviously, he, you know, he has a couple slips of the tongue every once in a while. He says some outlandish stuff, but for the most part, the way he's been able to kind of, you know, put Lonzo in the limelight. And, you know, I think the, the, the thing about me that really bothers me when you, you talk about Lonzo and LeVar is all these people, you know, use LeVar as a reflection of Lonzo. Like, in, in the basketball community, there's tons of parents like that. They're just not getting as much publicity. Right. But I think what Lonzo, you know, LeVar's been able to do with these kids, I mean, I heard that they're all honor roll students. They're all good kids. Keep their noses clean. And what Lonzo was able to do for UCLA, to now see LeVar, you know, take on the role and say, you know what, we're not going to be – you know, be holding a shoe company. We're going to start our own thing and do that. I think it's really admirable. And the way that a lot of guys like, you know, Chad Johnson and uh, Michael Bennett and some of these guys have rallied around him and, and bought the shoe. Like, I'm not paying 500 bucks for the for the shoes, but I have bought a couple of Big Baller brand T-shirts just to support the hey. movement. But I'm not I'm not quite a big baller enough to get those those 500 pair of dollars of Lonzo's. Yeah, that's with your, crazy. With your pulse on, like, UCLA and L.A. in general, you feel like everybody out there in L.A. wants ball uh, with the second pick of the draft? It's I feel like a lot of people are turned off because of his pops, right. but I mean, even Steve Alford, I want to say, said that the Lavar was never around. Lavar, you know, was a great parent. And my dad, obviously, uh, my brother and myself played at UCLA. He made the point on his Twitter. He was like, "Yeah, I was way worse at UCLA than Lavar Ball was hmm. in terms of you know bothering Coach Lavin and, and being all up in his stuff, trying to get uh, you know my brother more playing time and all that good stuff." So right. I think Lavar just kind of had this negative portrayal by some people based on you know a few things he's seen, but all of them need to stay in their lane and let him do what he does. Yeah, he, he's been great. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a fan of all the things he said. I mean, when he tells me he could beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, that kind of diminishes his uh, credibility with me a little bit. <laughs> That's the th- I don't think, he, yeah. I, I I don't don't think, think he he's cares. in the credibility game. I don't think he is. You're right. And what you is. realize is when you, like what, what Josiah's talking about with marketing, you know what's bad for marketing? Accuracy. 
You know what's great yeah. for marketing? Like saying things oh. that people are like, wait, what? We're in the age of the dumber you Fake are, news. the better the show you get, and the more you get paid. Uh, what should we expect for uh, season two? Like, what, like you already did like the new hot shoe is the golden shackles. So where, where are we going to go in season two? Uh, season two, actually, my favorite episode that we got is an episode that Quinn and I wrote, not to you know be self-serving, but we basically have an episode this season where the coach of the team gets fired and gets replaced with Derek Fisher. And it turns out that uh, Fisher has a nefarious plan for why he wants to be coached at the school. So the the legends have no choice but to hit up Matt Barnes to come in and, and beat uh, him up. I was going to say, what's his, he's, got a, he's got a girl he likes or something, an ex-player. That's a crazy story. That's a good one. I'm going to watch that. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably my favorite one. But we've got, we've got episodes on racial appropriation, on gentrification. You know, we, we, you know I think we, we set a good bar season one. And obviously coming on after South Park season one, Man. you're trying to compete with them and be on their level. you got to be as crazy as possible. So, two, we're just trying to really elevate that bar and do even more crazy and wild stuff. And the network, Comedy Center, has a lot more trust in us this time around. So, we got a little bit more creative freedom to really go out there and do what we want to do. That's awesome. Legends of Chamberlain Heights Season 2 starts Sunday, June 18th at 1130 on Comedy Central. I'd also recommend that you follow the account on Twitter uh, because I, I know that you're running it. I'm watching this, homie. I'm watching this. I really am. I'm going to try to get into this like weekly. I can do a Sunday night show like that. I can nice. definitely do it. Legend, I appreciate you, my man. Oh, thank you guys for having me, man. Take care. Peace All out, right, homie. Man. Be good. All right. Uh, he is. He's awesome. I'm uh, sure. I'm right. amazed with how many people... I mean, is, is Syracuse just... I he mean, didn't go to Syracuse. I, but it's still, I just feel like you fucking know everybody at every walk of life that has anything to do with it, like entertainment. It's unreal. Yeah. It's just like millennial cult in Syracuse where you guys he just... Didn't go, he went to UCLA. I know, but still, it's just <laughs> everything. I, I feel like if you went to Syracuse, you know everybody in the business. It doesn't matter. I oh, went well, to Syracuse, that was, I know So you. I interned at NFL Network, and he was like a producer, and we would sit there, and like he was a PA. And so all these people would be there, and they'd be working, and we'd be looking at each other like... Our ideas are better than all of these people. Yes. And so I'm going to hang around you. And I was still in college, and he was like, you know, a Cali kid. And he's like 6'8". You know what I mean? He's like, what up, homie? Yeah. And I'm like, I've never heard anyone say homie like that before. <laughs> homie, that's how they say it in Handy. L.A. It's like like Snoop. All right, so I have some iTunes reviews. I know you have to get going. Uh, first one, Big Glee 75. You know why I'm most excited about getting my hair cut, right? I mean, you know that, right? Because there's attractive oh, women Oh, my there. gosh. There's so many pretty girls in this place. It's unbelievable, Sharon. It's Big time it's, salon. It's like... It's definitely worth the price. Well, how of much do you pay to get your like keratin treatment hair done? Oh gosh, don't tell, answer tell that. Truth. Don't even answer, Sharon. Let's move on to another subject. <laughs> Is it as much as Sims's is four hundred dollars haircuts? No, no, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I know. I I and understand. That's only once a year. I understand. Yeah, you get it once, yeah, a, year. It once a year. You go how often? Six weeks? Every seven, six, seven weeks, right? You don't uh, really pay four hundred dollars. I really do. No, he does. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> That's, I should have been a barber. <laughs> uh, Big Glee 75 uh, comment, five-star Wizenator. Has Sims ever used a Wizenator oh, to skate by a piss test? Good story. I got lots of good stories about the Wizenator. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, Mom, do you know what a Wizenator is? No. The Wizenator is like a fake penis right. that you bring in to a piss test, and it's filled with clean urine wow. to get... Yeah, now listen, I'll, I'll just be upfront with this. I mean, uh, I, I never used the Wizenator... Um, I've purchased many Wizenators. I never actually had a... I was in the drug program for the majority of my NFL career. I don't know if I've ever told you that, but really, six out of my eight years, I was in the NFL drug program because I always toted the line with smoking weed. I would always be like, oh, they're not going to test me yet. And I'd you know, take a hit here and there, whatever it is. So 
between that, uh, but no. So the story is with the Wizenator is my senior year in college, we had Max started testing us. I, and I don't know why. I mean, because we were the wrong team to test. And you, Roy Williams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Roy, Cedric you don't have to worry Benson. about Roy. Uh, Roy, you don't have to worry about. The rest of us, you did. You have to worry about us. Um, but I had, for some reason at that time, I had like my mom's American Express card. And we were starting to get drug tested. And I wasn't getting called on. I, I think they were going to, they didn't call me because they were like, <laughs> we don't know what Chris has been up to. So let's just leave him out of this conversation. But they were getting my teammates. And since I had this credit card, I went online and bought like five different penises. Okay, Wizenators. I brought black. How, mu- I, how I brought much brown, was a Black, white. I had. I tried to hook up everybody up on the team. I bought. A oh, so you were in, buying it for the team? I was. I was buying from guys on the Do team. Do they come in different sizes? They know all. It's all limp, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, it, it's like a fleshy material. Uh, so you. So it's like a belt. A belt, and but I, what does it matter what color it is? Well, just in case, what, if it's a black mean? guy and a tra- oh, drug so, tester looks down and goes, "Man, you have a white penis." Oh, so, a so bit you were time out, time out. So <laughs> you would you would unzipper, but you wouldn't unbutton, and you're bringing it through the hole. That's what I. So think. that's my first telltale sign. That's Who pees what I think like people that? did. A lot of people pee like that, but Fendrick pees like exactly that. right. I learned that this weekend. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Sim, so you got so you pull it through the hole. Did you use it? Oh no, I never had to use it. So what do you fill it with? Fake urine. So does someone pee or inside somebody you the know urine? is clean? No, you'd have to put it in the bag. But basically, so long story short, I get all these right. I've charged them to my mom's credit card. Oh the company calls my mom. They're like, "Is this a real purchase? Like, you, somebody just ordered five fake penises on it's our the, website." Literally, their company. Why would they? I don't understand that? that either. And my mom called me. She's like, "Christopher, somebody just called me. Are you buying fake penises?" <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I had to explain this to her. That's where it went. How much was a Wizenator? Gosh, I don't remember. But like, bar park. I'm gonna say like sixty dollars, maybe. Wow. Like so, that. which teammates did you give it to? I can't. I'm not gonna adjust them. There was a lot of teammates that used it. You <laughs> shared them. Yes. So you'd strap it on and be like, hey, I need another. Yeah. Pa- what Again, other I never wide had to strap it on. Was I dirty? Yes, but I never strapped it on. Just so you know. Wow. Okay. That's great. Yeah, I never had to do it. Actually, the day I got asked to drug test, I was actually going to the. The rodeo in Houston with a huge Texas alumni, and that got me out of it. That was a good thing. Uh, I'm, I'm being too truthful today. So Bruce. basically, you, you were being videoed while you were. Well, in the college, like they usually have somebody in there to watch you, right? Okay. The NFL, you can never use the Wizenator. There's no way. They make you take your shirt off and they make you pull your pants down below your knees. So you're basically going to sit there butt naked and they're going to like literally put their face next to your stuff and like be like, That's is, that, crazy. is that really Man. coming out of your hole? Uh, uh, yeah. Who was Ontario Smith? Uh, it was Ontario got, Smith who's my Minnesota made Vikings. Famous. Right, he's the one that got busted at the airport for right. having a Wizenator. Right, exactly. Right, uh, he was also a great running back. He in was Oregon. Oregon right, uh, Steve VMD, a must for fans. Five stars, in depth, honest evaluation. But the great part is Sims malapropisms. I don't know what that means. And Lefko talking over him. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Froggy Fresh, amazing podcast. You guys are real hilarious. I'm afraid there needs to be more like this out there. Congrats on the sponsorship. Uh, we had asked. We'll edit that out. Don't worry. Oh, I wasn't allowed to say that. We're not allowed to say it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep it out. Okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. Uh, so we put it out to uh, the listeners. Uh, hashtag who's the sponsor? Just some guess because we're not allowed to announce it yet. Okay. Because when we do, I'm giving them so much free advertising. They are going to get all of their money worth. It's going to be amazing. I'm not sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't they want us to start giving it to uh, them now? Oh, it's going to be insane. I, I want to start giving it to you now. So, uh, Fendrick, what are some guesses at the sponsors? So, someone guessed Oreos, double stuffed only. Damn. That is our goal. 
I am. Like, I love the spots we have now. I don't want double stuffed. In fact, I like the new ones that came out with half the cream now. You see those oh. ones, the new ones? So That's the one. They I came don't out like... we're like, we're going to take away half the cream. Our country's fat. Let's take away a little of the cream. Okay, that's right. More cookie. Less and, cream. Uh, Danny Rome guessed Old Spice antiperspirant to stop all the sweating, yeah. <laughs> which is a great idea. It is. We should really use that. put that on Vlasco's forehead. These uh, are all. He was sweating at breakfast. Was he really? God yeah. damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> the bacon was salty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sweating at breakfast. We, I was sweating, and my dad looks at me and goes, when's the last time you've been to a doctor? And I go, oh, fuck, it's, I'm sweating that much. That's a good question, right? Yeah, it could be yeah. you know, high, high blood pressure or something. Yeah, you're right. You need uh, to check that out. Living Good 72, five stars, awesome podcast. Love how fired up Sims got about basketball last week. Big time Steelers fan, find it interesting how Sims loves them, but yet I feel like Big Phil was never high on them when he broadcasted their games. It's one of the big misconceptions with your dad. Right. It's all of them. All every of them, but... team thought your dad hated them. Oh, well, I mean, it's just the way it goes. I mean... Right. No, the true thing is, is when they played the Patriots, Jim Nance got a huge hard-on about Tom Brady being a six-round draft pick. Sure. So it always seemed like Nance and Sims didn't like the other team. Well, I, which, which, this is where it's so funny. This is where my dad uh, and my I... theory. I, well, you're, I mean, I think you're right. The funny thing is, Boston fans think my dad hates the it's Patriots. It's insane. Which is insane. Like, people will come up to my dad and be like, man, you don't say enough good thing about the Patriots. And I've seen my dad look at them and go, are you serious? Like the whole country thinks he's too much Patriots, except for the Patriot fans who think that he doesn't like. We got to get them out of here. They have Hamilton coming up. Uh, are you excited? Very. What are you? What are you? What are you anticipating? Singing and dancing and. Are you ready for the theatrical? Hip-hop? Are you ready for the hip hop music? <laughs> yes. Yes. They Great didn't want to bring you because no they didn't want to pay yeah. the extra money for that ticket, huh? I, would, like, I wouldn't the hell pay for you? me either. And you'd sweat, and then your dad would have to like wipe you off and crap. You're All right, we'll do one last one. Undercover Eagle, a no BS podcast, five stars. This podcast calls football and basketball like it is and doesn't care if you disagree, and it doesn't matter because they're probably yeah, right yeah. anyway. Also, Survivor. Which old retired player would dominate even more in today's game with all of the rule changes? Just football. Ooh. Which, When I think of rule changes, I think of... Jerry Rice right away. Right. Uh, that, that would be the first one that would come to my, my mind as well. I mean... Was Randy Moss a part of the new rules, or was he even He was a little bit old? of both. He was a little bit of both. Because remember, the new rules came apart. Remember the game, right? The Colts, the Colts New England, they AFC Championship game. get off the game. line. Three interceptions. New England just Law. abused the receivers. Yes. That's what changed everything. And I think that was the 2004 season. I'll tell you what. That was the same exact year, or I think maybe it was 2005, when the Eagles receivers got destroyed by the Panthers in the NFC Championship game. Right. And... Uh, Ray, Manning Jr., the, Manning the third had three interceptions. Yes. And then right after that, it right. was like no more bullying receivers. No doubt about it. It's changed everything. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. Rice there. I mean, yeah, sure. Randy Moss early in his career, excuse me, would have benefited from that. All the quarterbacks. I mean, all, I mean, oh. you, I mean do you think Dan Marino? I mean, Dan Marino, add another 20,000 yards to his total career yards right. in, in, in this day. Just basically what you have to do with all these guys if you want to map out old, old years to, to the years now. I think of them. Man, those Dan Marino teams would have been unstoppable. They were, they're, they were sick. I mean, Elway, all those guys. Would how about, have how about so your much bigger numbers? Yeah. yeah, he certainly would have had better numbers. Yes, uh, but you know they weren't. They were different. You know, they were, and they, now it brings us full circle right. to Hall of Fame. How do you weight numbers? All of that stuff. Definitely an That's issue. It pisses time. me off because a guy like Kurt Warner got in the Hall of Fame before my father, and that just shouldn't be. I'm just sorry. It's just it the should. way it is. I mean, his stats aren't as good. I look at your dad's thirty-five thousand awesome. yards, and I go, okay, then that's fifty. 
And, yeah, but yeah. we're never going to do that. No. And look at his t- no talent wide receiver, no talent running back. It's just the way it is. It's crazy. I know. Yep. All right, they're going to Hamilton. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Sims and Lefko. Fendrick's going to be monitoring that next week. We're going to be in the new office. I have no idea what our digs are going to be like. I hope it's great. They're pretty fresh. And as always, really. Yeah, I've been there. Nice. Five-star review, please, on iTunes. It's how people find out, like I did today. I will make sure to get to all of the new comments. I want to give a shout-out to Analyst R, best analyst in a podcast. You are great. We'll get to your Packers questions in episode 119. For Sims. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good night, everybody. For Sharon. Bye-bye now. For Bruce. Goodbye. Oh, that was very I loved Bruce and Sharon being here. This was, was good. nice. Yeah, it was and, nice. And Father's Day is coming up this weekend. It all comes full circle. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, awesome. All Thank right, you. we love you guys. We'll holler at you later. Peace, Peace. out. Bye-bye. Peace.